The first thing I did actually was to become a member of the 50-50 group when I came back from the United States. Um, I wanted to be in an organization that advocates for the rights rights of women. So first thing I looked around and I saw there was an organization called 50-50 and I joined that organization. And through 50-50 I was able to connect with other women's groups in the country and uh, that's how I joined the women's movement and I thought it was important for me to be part of that movement because I saw that there were a lot of um, problems that women are facing in terms of um, 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 living their fullest lives, um, in terms of access to education, in terms of um, access to health. Um, for me, um, understanding how patriarchy works within the Ceylonian context and strategizing to address or to smash the patriarchy was um, the zeal I came with when I got here. Um, as an African feminist scholar and a researcher, I thought it was important that um, we understand um, the issues that affect women um, from a feminist perspective and we strategize in, in, in various ways to ensure that um, the rights of women um, become central to the politics in Sierra Leone. So that's why I really joined the movement and I realized there were lots of issues and there were a lot of things to advocate for. And they were, at the time I got here, I got here in 2006, and the movement at that time was for the three gender justice laws to be passed. So came in, worked on those issues, and um, and I've been working with other women's groups since then. Well, the movement started in pockets. Um, it had started way before 2010. 50-50 um, had um, started the movement, I think, at around 2002 when, the, when they were formed, um, and just after the war. And they had been pushing for a quota that was not speci necessarily specific. And uh, when they started that movement, it was, um, they targeted the, I think it was a 2004 constitution review process. I think that was the target. So um, they advocated, they had a position paper that was taken to, what was the, the guy's name now? The one that headed that first, the first review that never saw the, the light of day. Um, so that was taken to them, and the first thing that was to, they were told was that um, it was too elitist, and um, the, the, the wishes of the wider population of women was not included in that. So they couldn't consider it to put it in. I don't know how they decided that it was not the process of women. It was a very, very um, consultative process. So that's the first leg of the, the, the whole process. In 2010, um, there was an uh, there was, a, was a campaign launched by women's and uh, women's solidarity support group, and women's solidarity support group was led by Barbara Bangura, and I think UNDP was supporting this process and UN Women as well, and they this, this picked up again, and this time it uh, it was decided that we should have we should uh, draft a bill that will be presented to. Um, to parliament and so on and so forth. And the idea was for um, parliamentarians to take the lead in this because that's what the president said, that uh, it has to be uh, what you call an, um, a, members, a member's bill. And so we had 
Bernadette High leading the process, working with the, BS, the BSSG and other people. So we had um, a consultant um, that they work on women in parliament and women in political participation. And then we had that draft. And that draft bill was what we call the mixed salad. And in that mixed salad, what was asked for, we are won a 30% quota for women and how, and there was an explanation of how they could enact that 30%. So they looked at issues around um, safe seats for women in all districts. So 12 seats. At that time, we had 12 districts, so or 14, if you can't, if you can't question urban and rural. And safe seats for women in each district. Uh, Paramount chiefs, we should have at least two or three from the 12 Paramount chiefs. Women, 30% from the, the number should be women. And um, so that came to about the 30% that we're asking for. And again, there was a lot of push until the end of, um, 20, when, before we had the elections in 22, 2012 or 20, I think 2012. 2012, it didn't pass until there was another election in 2007 no, and 2012 and then 2018. Yes. So 2012, and um, didn't because there was a split in parliament amongst the women themselves. So the, the, the for me, I th I thought there was no the the, the, the women's caucus didn't work together to ensure that they passed this. So the APC SAPP division came into place. So who should lead, and so on and so forth. So that was for me the main reason why that bill did it. Of course, there was no political will to pass the bill because the president could have done that without a member's bill. And he could have just said, there's this bill and I want to, we can just do assent on the bill, but that didn't happen. I wouldn't say there's a movement um, around the 30% quota. After, after 2012, just towards the end of the 2012, it was decided that um, the first we revise the previous one and make it more all-encompassing. So it become able so it became the gender equality and women's empowerment bill. So it was no longer the thirty percent quota bill. It was the women's empowerment and gender equality, the regime. And what what the major difference was that it was it was wider. It ensured that the advocacy was around ensuring that no gender, whether it's male or female, had Occupied the more than third, less than thirty percent of the seats. No, no gender. No matter in any position, you should have at least thirty percent of each gender. And again, that bill went on to really address sectorial issues. So they dealt with every aspect of development in Sierra Leone and how we can have gender equality within those contexts. So that was quite different. It was wider, it was more comprehensive. And that's the bill that's right now in front, in, in cabinet or something. It's still in cabinet, hasn't moved from there. Nobody's really driving it, except it was at the ministry. And now with the split in the ministry, I don't think anybody is driving it. Even though um, the, uh, uh, a 30% or minimum, what you call, um, it helps to have a, a quota. I mean, it's not a panacea for, for, for women's political involvement. I think um, political parties and pol the leadership of political parties really need to be convinced 
really need to be pushed really to ensure that they include women and they award the symbols in their political parties. So if they have, even at their, polit at their political party levels, if they want to institute a quota system, they can do it. And that commitment is one of the things we need. The law for me is supersedes because it will make, it, we can take them to court if they don't have that within their, their political party. So that's why it's important to have the law. I'm Aisha Fofana Ibrahim. Um, a lecturer at the University of Sierra Leone for the college specifically and the Gender Institute and I'm also the Assistant Deputy Vice Chancellor.